Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ride at Home with Rich, the ultimate destination for all your home improvement needs and inspirations. I'm your host, Rich Horace, and today we have a very special guest joining us in the studio, Arthur Merdidian. Arthur is Mosby's own licensed architect with a wealth of knowledge and experience in turning your houses into dream homes. So grab your favorite drink, get comfortable, stay tuned as we explore the exciting world of home improvement and architecture. You're going to love it right here, right now on Right at Home with Rich. Plus, don't forget my On the Road with Rich segment and my hack every week. You don't want to miss out on either of those either. But, you know, before we get started, I wanted to kind of make a a special announcement. We're going to kind of let the cat out of the bag here that um, for for my loyal listeners that, that maybe don't know, our owner, Scott Mosby, has quite the legacy on KMOX Radio doing his home improvement answer, call in question answer format show on KMOX. And he has been doing that for, geez, uh, 28 years, 27, 28 years, something like that. And you know, I've filled in and been a guest on there several, several times for Scott. And so at the beginning of the year, 2024, in January, I will be actually taking over for Scott Mosby on the KMOX show. Now, there's it's kind of a win-win situation here a little bit for everybody. Um, so with that legacy, I'm super honored to just be considered for this. I, I think it's such a, such a great thing and, um, you know, to do it. And so the good part for, for KMOX is Scott's going to still kind of stick around. He's going to do some filling in for me. He's going to do some guest appearances every now and then, you know, throughout the year where he'll still host the show. So he won't completely go away. And the great news for, for all my good listeners here on 97.1 is I will still be here on 97.1. They will actually be simulcasting that 12 to 1 hour from KMOX onto 97.1. So the great news for all of you guys is you can go back to the question answer format. If you have topics, questions, things that you would like to know, you'll be able to call in again during that hour. 
get some questions in and, and get some questions answered. So, so I just love the, the communication, you know, side of being able to do all of that. So hopefully that's going to be a really great thing for Mosby, for me, for KMOX, for 97.1 and for Scott Mosby from, from here forward. So, but for now, I want to get right into this with, uh, with Arthur here. Thanks for joining us again, Arthur. It's been a little while since you've been on. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Rich. Thanks for having me on again. It's uh, it's always uh, an honor to be here with you on the on the radio. Um, yeah, and well, talk about remodeling. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and I, I definitely appreciate you coming on. And it's been like a couple years um, since you've joined the show, so I think it would be good to kind of start again. You know, let's let's start back over, kind of just with your background. And, you know, how you developed an interest in architecture and how did you find your way to Mosby Building Arts? Sure. So I, I uh, quite a few years ago, moved to St. Louis to uh, to go to school. And while I was in school, I got involved in the home building industry. And uh, once I got out, I, I stayed in home building. And over the years, I've worked for production builders. I've worked for custom builders. And um, I've done work for remodeling yeah, uh, companies, and I just happened to run into the president of Mosby at a Home Builders Association event one time, and we yeah. started ter- talking, and uh, I ended up at Mosby, and it's been a great fit. Oh yeah, and that's you know such a good thing with with Scott and with you know the new president of Mosby and just the whole you know company in general going to these events, being a part of these different organizations and just being so interested, you know, in the industry as a whole, you know, Scott Mosby was the, the, on the HBA, you know, board and president of that for like a year or two and, and different things like that. So there's just so much different stuff out there. You know, he's always been very industry driven, not just like, Hey, this is who we are and what we do, but how do we make this whole industry better so I'd kind of ask you, you know, what do you really love about this industry that we're in? Well, for for me, um, you know, obviously I enjoy working with the customers and and working with homeowners to to help them create the the best living situation for them. Um, but I also really enjoy the construction side of things and the problem solving nature of that and and working with the different trades and how do we make everything fit and, yeah. you know, how do we get to this solution? Yeah, no, I, I can tell you, um, I, I did this one, one time with my son when he was in high school and then he was in kind of like an architecture class in high school and, you know, they had a, they had to draw a house and it was like, they had all the specifications that they needed and it needs to be a three bedroom house with a kitchen this big with a door to the back patio with you know just the things that our clients are telling you yeah how do you make it all fit how do you make all that fit and it can only be this big and the lots this big and and i was like he asked me for help and i was thinking well i've been building this stuff for so many years like piece of cake duck soup when you want to do it and then right about two hours later i'm like still scratching my head with him going huh so the kitchen's still not 150 square feet. What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Oh, it was definitely, you guys have some challenges and some things, you know, going on. So, so I would, I would say, you know, for, for the listeners, um, just an in interest, what are some of the biggest challenges in architecture today for you? 
Well, um, I think in in architecture and the industry in general, um, we've all seen um, quite a few price increases yeah. in labor and materials over the last two or three years, you know, and, you know, trying to work with that and still keep projects affordable for the customers. Uh, I think another big thing is just trying to keep up with technology, not only in the office and how the technology that we use to accomplish the products, but the technology that's involved in the products that we're putting in houses, you know, and, and how does, how do all these things talk to each other and communicate and, and do all that? Uh, That's, and the rate at which these things all change, just make it harder to keep up with. Yeah, definitely. There are so many different things that, you know, going into houses, it it is quite amazing all the different things that can happen. And yeah, you can totally, you got to make them work together. And there's so many surprises and some of that stuff trying to figure it out. Um, But I was curious too, um, because, you know, your role is a little different here at Mosby. You do a lot more than just like architecture, draw things. So I thought, you know, what might people really be surprised to, to learn or know about your job? I think probably the, the, the biggest surprise that people have is that I really don't do much drawing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, we have drafters in the office and, and, and people that put the drawings together. I'm more of a, a resource. So I'm, I'm reviewing drawings or yeah. answering structural questions or answering quote code questions to make sure that we can do a project or the right information is on the plans. Yeah. And that is, you know, such an important thing and step in kind of the team building, you know, like we do here at Mosby is not just like one person does everything, shows you some stuff and says, yeah, I think they should be good to build this. And then you know, you find out all these things during the build as they come out and and all of a sudden, you know, the field guys have ideas and the gutter guy says, boy, that's a lot of water for this gutter and the different, you know, and so it's a little bit different for us. And I see you, you know, in a lot of my meetings when we have that first, you know, feasibility meeting, like, okay, we're, we're talking about removing a carport and we need to try and fit a two or three car garage in here can we even do it before we get started, you know, to right. draw all this up and find out it's just not even feasible. Yeah. So, you know, I would kind of ask you, you know, what have you, what have you really found, you know, the benefits for you and designing and our fellow teammates and in, in having that whole team and going through that type of process? Well, for me, I, I see the team as a resource. You know, we have, we have so many people on our team with, uh, s- such a variety of backgrounds that you know you run into a situation in in a particular house. Hmm, who's run into that before? Who can I talk to that you know may have a, a suggestion about a, a good way to you know make this attachment or get a beam in where you know we're replacing a, a bearing wall or something? So. Um, just having all of those resources is at your fingertips is so important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, we are, you know, I, I would like to kind of put out there too, um, 
we are still kind of growing. We are still hiring, you know, here at Mosby, we're still looking for, you know, really qualified people in a bunch of different types of remodeling as far as building design, all the different, you know, steps and everything. So if anybody out there is interested, you know, if you're really looking for, you know, knowledgeable quality craftsmanship, utmost importance of everything that we do, um, I would definitely invite everyone to check us out, look at us and, you know, think about a position here. Cause we got a lot of people that have been here a long time and I just literally met a new, you know, sales, um, designer, home consultant, um, that we've just brought on and, and she's going to start going to some of the different meetings with us. And there's a long training process and getting, you know, started into what we do and everything. And I've told everybody for 22 years, I've been happy as a peach and it's a great place to, to be and work from all levels, you know, of what we do. So, yeah, for sure. I, I worked at a number of different places and, um, most be a great environment. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely great company culture, how we, how we figure things out, how we get through things. And I think we've all kind of learned, you know, um, everyone's kind of place on that team and everyone has brought value in different places and different directions. And, and, and we all kind of see it. So now we all kind of know and understand like, wow, I really should, you know, ask that production guy or the production guy should be like, maybe I should talk to that designer before I just arbitrarily <laughs> yeah. do something different, Yep. you know, and, and that's so great. So with that sort of stuff in mind, how do you think it really benefits the client going through a process like this? Well, I mean, obviously having that much experience at the disposal of the architect, the designer, um, whoever is, is a benefit for the clients that they get to, uh, they uh, have exposure to that experience as well. And, you know, it helps to make their project a better project. The, the overall project runs smoother um, and uh, keep, you know, you're more likely to keep things on, on budget, less, fewer surprises as you're going through the process, which uh, you know, yeah. is important for us. I, you know, I personally think that we probably spend a little bit more time up front with people to figure all that stuff out. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and there is good benefit of, you know, having just, you know, two heads are better than one. Always. It's, it's, it's just that simple. So as we're, you know, going through and looking at stuff, I just had one with a, you know, a rear porch kind of roof cover, you know, they're, they're looking at doing all this. And, and as we went through the designs, I came up with an idea, I said, well, what if we did like this and we built this out here and we put the grill out there and then the room can be bigger here and that, and that's the one that they actually fell in love with. And I was right. Like, and that's you know, great. Amy was like, Hey, that was Rich's idea. And I was like, well, Hey, thanks for saying that. Yeah. You know, like, that's really awesome. <laughs> so it's not just like we're all stuck wearing that hat or in that role or in that position, but you know, we can all be real comfortable and just there, do there's some always an opportunity things. for everyone's input. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for everybody out there, if you're looking for anything, I want to go over our, our, our kitchen and window and door sale promotion we've got going on right now, because if you're hearing this, basically we've got a couple days left left. You're going to want to call in either Monday or Tuesday. This, you know, ends on the 15th. So I would get in by the 14th, 
set an appointment and you can get 5% off um, and still do some financing with low monthly payments on a kitchen, on doors, windows, or you can get 12 months, no payments, no interest, absolutely right through it. Get in and, and get that scheduled with us. You can go to callmosby.com to find us. You can call us at 314-909-1800. So Arthur, we'll be right back after these messages with more. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And now, here's Rich's Right at Home Hack. All right, everybody, we are back. And you heard the man, time for Rich's Right at Home Hack. And, uh... All my hacks are brought to you by Holper's Pest Control and Animal Solutions. So no matter what unwanted bug, pest, or animal is in your home, contact Holper's today, 314-310-0338 or holperspest.com. And, you know, last week we had this kind of clever idea of how to hide a spare key outside of your house. But, you know, I kind of thought about it and... If you don't have the tools or the capability to really mount an outlet cover onto your siding on the outside of the house, um, kind of came up with something that maybe anybody could really utilize. And um, it's super simple. All you need is a pill bottle and a pine cone. And basically just glue that pine cone to the bottom of that pill bottle, put your key in there, put the cap on and bury that in your landscape just up to that pine cone, very easy to find. You can also use like a rock maybe or a plastic drain cap. You know, you're just looking for something that someone's going to walk right by and think it's absolutely nothing, you know, in there. So you're digging about a two inch hole, put it in there, cover it up, and you'll always have it there and know where to find it. So I like to keep it super simple and easy for everyone. Remember, you can search Rich Oris Mosby on my Facebook, LinkedIn, any of that. You can hear these hacks every single week. So um, let's get right back to this. Today, we are having a great conversation here with Mosby's architect, Arthur Merdidian. And we've got, you know, so many different things we can talk about architecture-wise, remodeling-wise. Um, so we kind of looked at the list of, you know, Arthur, as we're out there, 
you know, what's what's really one of the most common questions that we get? And of course, the load-bearing wall, you know, is everyone wants to know, understand, and they all want walls removed. And how do you tell? So I thought maybe we would just start straight off with like explaining what is a load-bearing wall? Sure. Yeah. We, we're seeing a lot of that these days with people. I, I want to see my yeah. an open floor plan. So yep. a load-bearing wall really is, is any wall that is part of the structure of the house that provides support for the floors and the roof. Um, you know, in, in terms of identifying a load-bearing wall. Yeah. How did they know, figure that out? How did you find it's, that? It's pretty safe to say that typically exterior walls on a house are going to be load-bearing. Yeah. Um, and then on the interior, you know, when I go into a house, I'm looking for a straight wall that may run from one side all the way to the other side. That yeah. if it's load bearing, it's typically going to be perpendicular to the direction of the floor joists. Uh, you can also look in the basement at where the steel supports yeah. in the basement are. And typically load bearing walls are going to line up on top of those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how, how difficult would you say is it to remove a load bearing wall? So, you know, the... the um, it can be a, a real challenge. It's, you know, you don't, yeah. it's not necessarily something you want to take out on, on your own. Um, you know, you'd want to contact a professional, an architect or an engineer, because sure. one of the first things that you need to know is when I take that wall out, what do I need to put in its place to hold up what it was supporting? Oh, no, um, absolutely. You know, I had a, a, a project recently um, where we went in and the, ceiling in someone's living room was sagging. And it it turns out that the previous owners had remodeled the house and removed walls and didn't, and the walls were bearing. Oh, wow. And they didn't provide any new support. And as a result, over time, the ceiling started to sag. And, you know, we came back in and put uh, some steel beams in and to hold all that up. Um, you know, you're, you got yeah. when you take that wall out, you have to build temporary supports on either side to hold up the load that the wall was holding up so that now you take it out, you put in a beam or whatever you're replacing the wall with, and then you can remove those temporary supports. Yeah. And you know, um, I'm going to get into my on the road, uh, segment here because, um, and it, it's kind of going to correlate a little bit, Arthur, with that whole kind of team, you know, look at things too, because I, I was just at a client's house um, like last week and he, he's kind of in the, he's deep into the process, has a friend, they're very hands-on, but does definitely for the main interior model, wants someone like Mosby to do everything, but they've already gutted the house. It's pretty much stripped down like 75% of it. And they've already brought in an engineer to look at, we want to remove this wall. And then there's a header in the master bedroom. They want to remove this header. And um, the, the header in the master bedroom is a little bit different because it's only a two by six beam. And it's like six or seven boards wide. It's, the, this thing's like really wide for, for a beam. And, you know, he was saying, yeah, well, the the engineer said, 
you know, basically that's that's a fine. We'll just cut it out, everything, raise it up into the ceiling. They want to make it go away. So they raise it up into the ceiling and reuse the same beam. And you're really going to save on your materials, you know, doing that. And I'm looking at it the whole time and I'm thinking, yeah, but if we just went up there with like a couple microlams and only cut out, you know, four inches wide or so, that could actually hold everything up while I'm putting in my microlam. Now I don't need to build walls, you know, to support that. So right. I'm like, you'll spend more on microlam, but it could save you some some wall building with temporary supports and possibly time. And of course, you know, you could save some material one way, but then you need temp walls. And then the way I'm looking at it saves labor, which, you know, we all know kind of in today's world, qualified labor is now the root of all things expensive, right? That's just, yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> and I'm like, so I don't know if, you know, I got to get with my estimators and and really figure out which way would would work and cost less. But, you know, so I'm trying to explain him. That's why a lot of times we'll do it reverse, do the design, figure out what walls we want out and then work with, you know, that engineer say, this is what we're thinking. What do you think is the best way, you know, to size beam and stuff to support that. So, you know, it's just kind of like cart before the horse a little bit in our, you know, process and and how we go with some things. Um, But either way, we've got the team to Right. Figure and, something out. You know, and sometimes it's not just the wall that you need to worry about. It's what's inside the wall. You know, is oh. there, a, is there a, a heating or air conditioning run in there? Is there a plumbing stack going to the second floor? Water lines? Are there outlets? Maybe you don't see outlets, but they're running wires from the basement to a second floor through that wall. You know, and once you take that wall down, how do you reroute? all of that stuff yeah. so that the lights still come on on the second floor. Yeah. And that to me too is, is, you know, another piece that's so beneficial of what we do. Cause like when we get into a situation like that, even if it's just an interior wall, I mean, there's a lot of investigations to really kind of figure out what is really in here and what do we really need to do with it to make this opening happen and that's where sometimes people figure out all that stuff is in there. Um, I, I actually had a friend of mine that, um, you know, in in remodeling, it works for another company, and he showed me a photo of a wall. They pulled the drywall off the wall, and we're looking at the photo of this wall, and just like you just said, the wiring runs sideways right through this wall, so there was no outlet in the wall there but the wire's running through. There's a plumbing stack straight to the second floor, and there's two HVAC runs straight to the second floor. And he said, he's showing me the picture on his phone, and he says, so their work scope says no plumbing, no HVAC, and no electrical work is included. And I'm like, wow. It's a bit of a surprise when you you open up the wall and – you know, hopefully, you know, you want to try and look for that stuff. You know, I think that you got to assume that there's going to be something in the wall. 
right? Oh, Even if yeah. you don't see an outlet or you don't see a, a, um, an HVAC vent or anything, yeah. you know, but there's so many wires that run around the house or, you know, you, you got to get from the power from the electric panel that might be on one side of the house to a bedroom or a bathroom on the other side of the house. And those things definitely show up. Oh, absolutely. It it is it happens every time. There's bound to be something and it's worth looking for. So there is ways to, you know, measure off of walls and, you know, kind of figure things out. I, I had a kitchen with a plumbing stack that, you know, it was a concrete floor. We couldn't tell for sure where it was. Um, and you can't see it from underneath. And so I, I went up on a roof and I measured from the edges of the roof. And then I went inside and I subtracted off the soffit and mm-hmm. pulled off of the yeah. walls and said, boy, it looks like it's kind of in this area. You know, that might be in the way of our design. And the homeowner said, well, you want me to get a hammer? We can bust out some drill. You know, so then we ended up getting in it through the back of the cabinet and mm-hmm. finding that stack and knowing where it is, you yeah. know, not just saying, ah, it should be around here. We'll be fine. Yeah. And that, I mean, that just, that just helps down the road once construction actually starts, instead of that being a surprise, now it's a, a known um, yeah. part of the scope of the project and is included up front. Yeah. And, and it is, I, I see so many times where, um, you know, they just don't do all that homework that we do. Right. And we, we just don't figure it out. And, you know. One, and one last thing I would say too about, um, load bearing walls and removing them. It is a structural change to the house. And that is something that requires a permit. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure. And, and you know what, in the next segment, I was going to start getting into some of these code considerations, permits, you know, when should we have them? What do we see, you know, inside of, of all these different types of projects, you know, when we get to them, um, but yeah, that's another thing of like I was talking about having that feasibility meeting, understanding. So coming in the door up front and knowing like certain projects, they're going to require permits and we're going to need this to go with it. Smoke detectors, you know, looking for that stuff up front just helps us communicate to every client what we need, you know, for yeah, all absolutely. that. So. So yeah, in the next segment, I can't wait. I want to get into all this code stuff with you. So we will get into that right when we return after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You're listening to Right at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, guys, we are back. Final segment here, having just uh, an awesome conversation here with our architect, Mosby's architect, Arthur Merdinian. Um, and, and, you know, we were, we were talking about getting into this code compliant, you know, all the different things in the different areas um, but one thing, Arthur, I did want to want to kind of stress and bring up that that I tell people all the time during the break. We were kind of talking about you know how we have these conversations with people every day, and what that kind of sparked with me was you know one of the conversations I have with people every day, and the reason that I have it with them is because I hear often people say, "Well, but this other guy said we just won't you know pull permits." They said, "Do you want me to pull permits?" Because if we don't then we don't have to worry about those smoke detectors or those, you know, any of that other stuff. And I'm constantly, you know, explaining to them that it's not their choice, right? Right. It's not the homeowner's no, choice. It, it's part of the um, code of ordinances that a city adopts. And there are certain types of work that require a permit and others that don't. Yeah, and like and we mentioned before, a structural change to your house or a structural repair does require a permit. Yeah, and and so it is it is Mosby's or whoever is doing the work. It is our responsibility to know when we need those permits. Right. You right. know, so yeah. we have to come to the table saying, "No, this really does require this." Mm-hmm. And I can't avoid it. You right. Know, and people are out there like avoiding it on things where I'm looking at it going, mm, yeah, I'm 99.9% certain we will need a permit and don't let them talk you out of it. You right. Know? Right. No, that's, you make a, a good point that, you know, I mean, their permits are there for a reason. And, yeah. you know, if it's a good, for a homeowner, it's, it's a good, third party to keep an eye on what's going on for you. Oh, absolutely. So let's just kind of go through um, some different areas, you know. Um, Let's just talk through some of these different, you know, areas and parts of the home, like basements. When we go to, you know, work in a basement, remodel a basement, what are some of the, you know, the code requirements and things you you find when we go to do that? Sure. So, one of the things that you mentioned um, a couple of times is smoke detectors. And uh, for the most part, across the board, municipalities are not, when we pull a permit for inside work, are asking that we bring the smoke detectors throughout the house up to code. Yeah. And for us, up to code is not having a bunch of battery-powered smoke detectors around yeah, the yeah. house. It's, <laughs> it's a little bit more involved than that. And um, so that's that's one thing, but you know, in a basement, I think um, you know the bigger issue these days that we run into is egress. Is yes. is there a way to get out of the, out of the basement? Um, the code currently is requiring egress if you have finished space in the yeah. basement, and if that finished space is happens to be a bedroom, that egress, whether it's a window or a door, needs to be in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, you know, and particularly in, in, in the city and in older houses that we run into, another issue for uh, basements is ceiling height. You know, yeah. 
there's a lot of a, a lot of houses in the in the city and and you know that are in the 80 to 100 year old range that aren't in the city that just don't have basements that were dug deep enough to provide enough headroom as required by the code to finish a basement. Yeah, and you know that's another thing that you know is kind of on that list of that I hear all the time because I've gone to several you know basements like that. Literally, just pull my tape measure to the bottom of the floor joist and go, "We can't help you." And then yeah. the next question that always comes out is, "Well, what about lowering the floor?" Yeah, you know, and it's like, well, I'm and I try and explain to him like it's definitely can be done. It's definitely possible, but the things to remember are. It's not going to be wall to wall because you can't just go all the way to the concrete wall when you do something like that, right? Well, um, you can't, but, uh, you know, the thing that I explain to people when they ask me that question, because I hear it, you know, probably as many times as you do, is I said, we can't really put a piece of equipment down here. Oh, yeah. Right? So (laughs) anything that's getting dug out is going to get hand dug. And whatever's left over, the floor after it gets broken up, the extra dirt, that's all going to get carried out by hand, one five-gallon bucket at a time. And people start thinking about looking around their basement and thinking about, ooh, that's a lot of buckets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? no, you know? yeah. And it just it's just not as easy. Yeah, I actually had um, a golf simulator that we, we mm-hmm. put in for a client, and we did lower the basement floor for that golf simulator area. And we actually, I mean, he, he had already finished basement. He had egress out of different bedroom and stuff. We put in another egress window in that area, knowing that once the design's done, because it's a golf simulator, you're going to want to black it out. Right. You don't want a lot of light. But that was our access of getting everything out. It, was, it, it cost less money to create an egress out of that wall to, carry to get everything out and then carrying it through the yeah. house. And it was like, wow, that's and that's where I'm at kind of with that engineer of like, I can come up with these ways to say, wow, you know, let my estimator figure out what it takes. And we look at it two ways and go, huh, that's that's actually less. I wouldn't have guessed that. Or, you know, but right. it's, you know, then all your your stuff is on grass and outside and you mm-hmm. can put new sod down. It was really effective. You know, and another thing I, I try and explain to people all the time with the smoke detectors, because when they first started doing that, I heard it a lot where people didn't want to pull permits because they didn't want to hardwire smoke detectors throughout the whole house. Yeah. And I would basically tell them, I'd say, well, here, here's the thing. I said, you know, they're doing this because it's a safety concern. And the advantage of these smoke detectors is you could get out of your home quicker and sooner right. in the event of a fire that's maybe not like right at your feet or right outside your door. Or maybe it's in the basement and you're on the second floor. Right. Maybe it's, and I said, so, so if I choose that for you, I don't want to be the guy to choose how long you get to get out of your home in the event of a fire. Right. I, I think the big difference between just putting the battery powered ones up and don't get me wrong, that's better than not oh, yeah. having a smoke detector, but the ones that we put in are interconnected. So yeah. if one goes off, they all go off. That way, if the fire starts in the basement and everyone's upstairs asleep, the smoke detectors in those bedrooms go off and you have a lot more time. You're not waiting for smoke to get from the basement to the second floor exactly. to hit a smoke detector that you can that wakes you up. 
Yeah, no. It, so it definitely is a, a very important, you know, safety issue that, you know, I've always been obligated to abide by because I'm like, I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, well, that was too bad. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't, I wish we would have put him in there. Um, so, so moving through though, let's jump to um, room additions. Um, what have you seen with, you know, when we go to do additions with the new codes? I'm not sure it's so much that it's the new codes. You know, for me, if we're if we're looking at an addition, the first thing I want to know is does the homeowner have a survey, something that shows mm-hmm. the house on the lot, and then look at the zoning requirements for the district that they're in in the city that they're in, and do they have enough room after side yard setbacks, rear yard setbacks to build the addition on the lot that they want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's probably the biggest one that, that will stop people in their tracks. Yeah. Yeah. They find out there's, you know, a line running through there. You can't build past and things right. like that. Goes back to that whole kind of feasibility thing. Now there is some surprising stuff in bathrooms. Um, what have you seen in like bathroom remodels that we come up against? Oh, you know, one of the biggest things is they're particularly with plumbing and electric over the years, the the codes change. So, you know, bathrooms now need to be on their own circuit, which wasn't yeah. a requirement in the past. A lot of times we'll go into a place and a bathtub or a shower has an inch and a half drain line and the code now requires two. So when we replace that tub or that shower, we can't just disconnect the old one and reconnect the new one. We're having to add that two inch pipe all the way to the stack or to where it needs to go. Um, You know, so those are big ones. Um, Ventilation is another big one, you know, having a vent fan that goes to the exterior. So you don't have a buildup of humidity while you're taking a shower in the room. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's there's a lot of newer things. So if you've ever had that, you know, in your home when the bathroom outlet trips and you go to the to the garage or the exterior outlet and you you do the GFI to that garage or exterior outlet to make the bathroom come back on, you are not in the current code. Right, right. You know, and and we see that so so often. Um but I did want to put out there one more time um, this is going to be the last one, this kitchen window and door promotion sale. We've got it right now. You can get 12 months, no payments, no interest, or you can get 5% off and still get some financing with some low monthly payments. So this offer ends on the 15th. So call in by Tuesday, the 14th. You've got a couple days Get that appointment set, and then you will be in with that promotion. We can see you and visit and do all that after the 15th. We just need to get your information in and get that appointment set by Tuesday. So everyone jump in and do that. You can um, call us at 314-909-1800. You can go online, call Mosby.com. So, Arthur, this has been a lot of fun. Glad to have you again. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. It's always fun. Yep. For everybody else, I'll talk to you all next week. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.